podcast. I'm Chris, and I'm just recording a little Mup Shorts here with the charming and handsome Mr. Steve Hildrew. Steve, how are you, sir? Hello. I'm good, thank you very much. I'm uh, enthusiastic yet a little weary, but otherwise, what wonderful. Fantastic. Well, that sounds good. Absolutely. And uh, Steve, we're just recording a little Mup Shorts here because I believe you went to a tournament this weekend. I did. I didn't play. So we, we have uh, we've been we've been running um, Kings of War Masters UK Masters this weekend, which has been very exciting. So uh, Mark Cunningham was the, the TO, and I was kind of co-TOing really because we had a dropout, so he had to play um, the poor fella. So we had a dropout, um, which meant that he needed. Uh, I was there to kind of do rules queries, but also to run the streaming. So we streamed live both days. Um, from game two, because I had car shenanigans that meant I couldn't do game one. So we had games two, three, four, and five streamed on that there internet. Um, yeah, and it was it was a, a great time, actually. It was really invigorating. It was a really fun, friendly tournament. Um, yeah, it was, it, was a, it was a really good time. And uh, we have a new UK master after a very close fourth, fifth game. And uh, it was all grand. So, Steve, where was it? And how does one get invited to yeah. UK masters? Um, so uh, it was uh, at Mantic HQ. Um, so what happens in uh, the UK is if you play in a UK tournament, you get put onto the Cow Masters site, kowmasters.com, which is um, uh, where all the scores for all the tournaments that are ranked uh, are, are listed. So to be ranked, you have to have uh, it has to be an open invite tournament. It's um, listed on the Cow Masters site, and you have to have a minimum of ten players, and that's it. Um, and then there is a scoring matrix depending on how many players you have and how many points you play and how many games you play and how many days it is that gives you more ranking points for the harder tournaments so on and so forth. So, um, And that's ranked up and then your top three scores, I want to say, count towards your overall score and then the top 16 players in the country get invited um, and then uh, also a best in race. So if the, the best player of, let's say, Kingdoms of Men wasn't in the top 16, they get invited as well. So you can have a maximum of like 32 players, but um, it, it worked out at 26 players turned up. It drops down from the top 16. Um, so, so you have 16 of the best players if people can't make it for whatever reason. Yeah, so we had uh, 26 players um, turning up and uh, it is a Mantic HQ and they play five games and uh, it was a cracking time. And Steve, out of interest, how far away were you from meeting, being in the top 16 were you anywhere oh, near? <laughs> well, um, I, I was I was invited through the drop down, um, but uh, I, I was already streaming, so I I declined my place. I was twenty fifth, I think, in the in the country at the end. I can tell you actually, so let's have a look. So let's see how far we got down. Um, I like the, adding the extra ten people because it to me that implies it encourages sticking with an army, you know, for the year for the calendar year. I suppose it's only top three, but really cool. And yeah. um, so yeah. looking, look, looking at the list, we got down to um, 27th. So the 27th player was invited along in the country uh, because there, I think, it was eight dropouts, something like that. Eight, eight people that didn't couldn't make it in that top 16. Um, so it dropped down that far. Um, yeah, so pretty good. Fantastic. And just having a quick look at the, the names, there's a lot of uh, known people. It's, uh, I suppose, as you, as you might expect, your listener, it's all the usual usual suspects. And um, in terms of um, maybe we can talk a little bit about what people brought and, you know, what armies did well. And then we can talk a little bit maybe about the stuff you did. Um, and uh, 
Tom, so it looks like Tom Robinson won with Northern Alliance. Was that featuring lots of the, the flappy bird flying stuff? No, 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 no. Just one horde. So he has a very, um, very. It's a pretty shooty list, but it's very kind of flexible list. He only got one, one horde of ravens. Um, he has th- uh, four regiments of pack hunters, which are twenty-four inch shooting, um, speed five guys. And um, what else did he have? Three snow troll primes, which are just ridiculous regening, like fourteen, sixteen, inspiring guys, just fantastic. Um, what else did he had? He had um, he's kind of a real mix. So he had a little horde. He had a regiment of ice elementals, a regiment of snow foxes. He had a horde of naiad, ice naiads. With he had hammer of ocean force and all the upgrades of the hand snare, um, and and all you know regen four plus. So really really hard to shift in the in the center. That was really the core of his list. Um, yeah, I think that was this pretty much. Oh, and then <laughs> how how can I forget two chimeras. Um, so two dragons, um, yeah. But he he played it very very well. Played a very defensive uh, style, I suppose. His his kill, his attrition, the amount of units routed was hysterically low, um, just because he really played scenario because it was very heavily rewarding scenario, the, the particular scoring system they used. So that was his Northern Alliance list. But there was a really great mix of lists, like fantastically good mix of lists. Um, the only list that weren't there was some weird ones. So Night Stalkers wasn't there. Um, and we didn't have any orcs. But looking down the list, so if I read the top 10, you've got Northern Lights, Abyssal Dwarfs, Twilight Kin, Dwarfs, Salamanders, Elves, Trident Realm, Dwarfs again, Basileans, Basileans. So you've got two in the top 10, two Basilean lists and two Dwarf lists. Um, but, you know, a real mixture. 11th is Ratkin, yeah. yeah. And it's it's interesting, no one won all the games, so even Tom, who won the game, he lost the game. And something here, Steve, that... Um, maybe you can explain to me what does strength of schedule mean right so a strength of schedule is a it's a it's a measure people use to show how hard their tournament was so you add up the final position of all the opponents they faced um, and that's the strength of schedule so the lowest strength of schedule shows you had the hardest tournament so so if you look down this list the number four player was chris lynch um last year's master and he um well his last he played tom robinson twice so he played him in game four and in game five. Uh, he won on game four and he lost on game five. Um, so his strength of schedule, very, very low. And the other person who had a terrifically hard tournament was Richard Luke down at number 10th. He plays Basileans. He's got a strength of schedule, again, very, very low because he played a lot of the top 10 um, in his games. So he had a terrifically hard tournament as well. Oh, but he still managed to win three. So that's good. Oh, he's a fantastic player. In fact, he he was streamed. He was streamed as game four. So the first game on the day two streaming, you see Rich Luke's game um, against Mike Smith, who ended up second. Um, fantastic game. Really, really swingy. So uh, uh, it's a great game to watch that one. Brilliant, Steve. And talk to us about the streaming. Yeah. So we had our streaming set up. Um, and it worked it worked pretty well. I'm going to say we didn't have any technical issues because we'd learned from Clash last year. Um, and we, we kind of managed it really, really well. We had a, a, a cavalcade of stars from across the globe join us. Uh, we had uh, Jason Burr join us for a few games. He's a fantastic gamer who, who lives in Massachusetts. Um, we had uh, Mike Atkins join us uh, of Dash 28 fame um, and many other things. Um, so he was he was uh, on one of the games as well. Um, we had um, some we had you know, Jan and Bob from the UK, and we had Cy Brand, who's a fantastic UK player. He did qualify for Masters, but could make it. 
We had Steve Evans, another brilliant uh, player, Lazy Pirate painting. Oh, we uh, love Steve, yeah. Yeah, he's Steve from Brazil, isn't he? And uh, he joined us for, for a game or two. So, yeah, we had a really great cast of, of, of people join us for some commentary. Uh, and we uh, we streamed a bunch of the games. And we um, so the first game we streamed, I have to remember now, I've cast my mind back. Uh, who was the first game? The first game we streamed was... Um, Yep, James Mitchell's Elves against Ed Herzig's Forces of Nature. So James, a uh, fantastically uh, strong elf player, very, very shooty elves. Very, very, very shooty um, against um, Ed's kind of centaur-heavy uh, Forces of Nature list. That's a great game Still, to watch. If you're playing elves, you're not looking to make friends, are you? So. <laughs> he's in, well, no, and he's been playing that list for um, a long time now. Uh, very, very similar list. Um, and then game two, we had... Oh goodness me! I'm looking at this, trying to remember who who it was. I'm very sorry to the person who it was because I can't. Oh, Matt Goody's Empire of Dust against Tom Robinson's Northern Alliance. So um, a really difficult game um, with some, you know, relatively quick. I suppose Empire of Dust. They got you know a bone, a bone, uh, an, uh, an undead worm, and all that kind of stuff against Tom's fantastically mobile shooting Northern Alliance. A really, really, really interesting, good game. That was fantastic. That was day one coverage, and then day two coverage, we started off. So the top table, like I said, was Chris Lynch versus Tom Robertson at that point. But we just had Tom, and I, my thought was, well, if I stream Tom again and he wins, then you've got Tom Robinson's list three games in a row, and that might not be fun. So instead, we streamed table two, which was Richard Luke, um, and his Basileans versus Mike Smith's uh, Abyssal Dwarfs, which is just, was just a fantastic game, like I talked about. I still say you should be streaming the bottom table. I know these players all know what they're doing anyway, but I just feel like the the chance of hilarity at the bottom ta- table is just higher than the top table. I, d- I did have a guy in my messages begging me to stream the bottom table because it was his two mates playing each other. <laughs> oh, there you <laughs> go. <laughs> but apparently I talked to them after and and they said, um, I'm glad they, uh, they were glad we didn't stream them because they wandered off to have a cigarette outside for about 20 minutes halfway through the game. Um, so they wouldn't have made a great uh, streaming game. Um, and then the final, so, um, so Chris Lynch played Thomas and Chris beat Tom off camera. Uh, but then because the scoring system is a little peculiar, um, Tom had such high victory points. So there are tournament points and victory points in this scoring system, which is quite confusing. Um, so at that point, Chris was on the highest tournament points. Uh, and and then there was four players on the same tournament points underneath him, 16. And of them, Chris, uh, Tom Robinson had the highest victory points. So he had to so they had to play Only again. Only just, though. Only yeah. just. Then it, so then he had to play again. Uh, on on uh, in game five and and this, uh, that's the one that we, we streamed as the final game um and and you can see so tournament points at the end of the tournament you actually had six on the same amount of tournament points and then tom uh pipped the next player by two victory points so yeah
And Steve, as the, do you think the game is evolving over time? Oh yeah, I think so. So I think it's got a little a little more complex in that there's more kind of auras and um, extra effects and stuff. I don't think that's to the detriment of the game. I think it makes it really interesting. Um, you have to be really careful that it doesn't get too complex for some people for like newer players but so for example we don't use withdraw in the uk most of the world doesn't use withdraw actually it's only really america that uses it there are some places that that still do um that i think didn't detract from the complexity of the game that we saw the games we saw this weekend you know there people, was incredible- some people worried it might right i i think so so there were some there were some points in the game where oh, well, if Withdraw was in, you could do X. And actually, I think it would have made it a worse game if Withdraw had been in play because some of the moves, it would have made some some lists just far too powerful, far too able to defend and protect and then and then lock down stuff. It would have made the game a lot less fun, you know, particularly the game of Tom against against Mike Smith's... Um, sorry, against... A, uh, what's his name? Matt's Empire of Dust. I think Matt wouldn't have had a chance if there was withdrawing the game because Tom could have just done what the hell he liked all the time. As it was, he had lots of nimble square characters. So there was plenty of that. If withdraw as well, which made it very, very, very difficult. As it was, it made it a really beautiful tactical positional game and really enjoyable. So I think it was. it's great. So is it evolving? I think that it's evolving. So there's a lot more kind of flying shooting stuff in the game, which I don't think is necessarily a good thing. I think shooting is still possibly slightly overpowered, but we didn't see a massive amount of that. I mean, the last game was a really interesting one. So, you know, Chris Lynch's dwarves were very, 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 very shooty. Very shooty. Um, and Tom played a magnificently defensive game against them. It's a real masterclass in how to defend against shooting and position. There was a lot of terrain on the table, which helped. So I think we're kind of compensating for the amount of shooting that we now have in the overall game. Um, and that's possibly not healthy. So, I, you know, it is evolving, but, you know, players evolve with it. And it was just a um, really nice example of good, clean, good, clean games. Very enjoyable to watch. You know, it left me. I was talking to my friend Cy Brand, who was uh, on helping me, helping me do some of the commentary. And it kind of left us both feeling really invigorated, reinvigorated and positive about the game having been through the whole, you know, watching them and talking about it and enjoying the game again. So I think it was a really, really positive experience. Oh, fantastic, Steve. And maybe you can talk to us a little bit about the logistics of recording, like just very briefly, because I've often wondered about this. How we do it? Yeah, how you actually do it, exactly. Okay, so um, the most important thing to have is a a powerful enough laptop, right? Um, So basically what you do is you have three cameras, um, connected to one laptop there is, i have I mean, people do it different ways but this is the way i do it so you have a fixed focal length camera above the battlefield um you can't have an autofocus one because every time someone sticks their head in it focuses on the head not on the on the field um so you have to have a fixed focal length camera on the top and then i have a camera on the side for the bits that the camera you might not be able to see and then we have a camera over the dice over a dice tray and then each of those, all of those is connected to one laptop. And then you run, we use StreamYard, which is a piece of software that streams to the internet. And each of those cameras has a separate stream, um, which is why you need a powerful laptop because it takes a lot to stream three cameras. Um, and then I sit somewhere else connected on a different laptop um, or a different computer to StreamYard, streaming myself and the other commentators joining from all over the world. So each camera is like a person and then we have to have a screen a screen on this software where we kind of pull it all together and we talk over stuff but yeah that's that's pretty much it and then the players just have to 
you know point at stuff so all those cameras are muted so we can't we can't hear them we could you could have like lapel mics on people but the problem is it's a very noisy room and i'm not sure it really adds because then you want to be talking commentary anyway um also might in edge cases you also might get weird situations to be honest yeah unlikely but you know who knows Hey, I tell you, they just they roll dice in a dice tray, and there's a turn indicator there and a clock, so we can see what's going on. Um, it's not perfect because I think you know to get really high definition video, you have to pay a lot more, and we, we can't be bothered. Um, so it's like it, started, it tops out at seven twenty, so you can't quite see what some of the dice say, but it's good, definitely good enough that you can you can make it out and um, and have an enjoyable experience watching it. So yeah, it, and then you know. There's, you have to be on site so I could run in and out and say, excuse me, what happened then? Oh, right. And then Rob okay, say, no, it was another one or this one's wavered or which one is your character with the harvester blade? You know, that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, so that's that's pretty much how it works. Brilliant. And I very much imagine this appeals to the already converted Kings of War players, right? Uh, you know, people in the US who are de- decent players seeing how it's going in the UK. Um, any any idea, you know, sort of um, how successful it was, you know, how many people were watching or anything like that? Yeah, so we had um, a mixture, I think. So people do take an interest in a mixture of new players uh, and uh, more experienced people wanting to see kind of how the top players play. Um, I think on, on the day we had between three and four hundred views um, while it was streaming. Um, and That's brilliant. Yeah, and it's been in- increasing ever since. So really, really good. You know, I think we talk about, you know, concurrent users was a max of about it's not a great deal like 30 35 people um drop it it's, it's multiple different people dropping in and out um throughout the day um so yeah it was um it, it's relatively successful it's not a 40k levels but for our little game i think it's pretty good that's brilliant steve yeah fantastic is there some way you could advertise that on Streamyard or something like that is is that a thing or no i guess not not streamer, no. I, yeah, but like but, Twitch but, or something. I don't really use these things if I'm honest. <laughs> you could, I, you probably could. I'm not very good at social media, really. I probably should ask. Um, who was the chap that we had on 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 Main Mup? Um, Andy. Andy, yeah, yeah, Andy. Mm. How he would advertise it, but um, we put it on Fanatics. You know, there's eleven thousand people on Fanatics, and really, people, um, the people that that care, kind of notice it, and and. Uh, and and join in from there so that's kind of our main it's really depressing isn't it we continue we're still using facebook but uh, that's really the main way we uh, we uh, we um appetite here yeah. fantastic yeah fantastic it sounds like a really good time it's really nice to hear you're sort of uh, reinvigorated for the game uh, after such an event fantastic yeah no it was great i think uh, i hope and you know those streams are still up on 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 if you go to De- uh, youtube and search for death by dragons which is my youtube channel he says advertising it the streams are there you know i highly recommend them it's just funny because it starts off with me in a car uh because I, <laughs> I had to go long story but i had to go and pick up a, a higher car and couldn't get back in time to start the stream at one o'clock so i started it from the car um and then jumped into the into the office but but by you know by about half an hour in we're, we're cooking on gas and uh, the second day went smoothly without a hitch. So, yeah, if you want to see some really, really good quality, high quality gameplay, really shows you the possibilities of what you can do with the game, I, I, I highly recommend it. Oh, sounds really good, Steve. Oh, it was a really interesting weekend as well, because, of course, there was the big tournament in Australia. There yeah. was uh, our, our friend uh, Fred. Hey, Fred. Uh, in Norway, running his tournament. So, uh, yeah, there was a lot of Kings of War going on this weekend. There was, and, and, and a filthy UK gamer went over and won the uh, kings of oslo 
which is very rude of him. <laughs> I think for Rob, so Rob, so Rob was one of the players that dropped out of Masters to go to Norway along with Elliot and Morish, um, and he he only went and won. So that's amazing, a, <laughs> really fun. And then uh, and they had um, uh, Matt Croger did a fantastic um, job of uh, the you know the, a huge clash of kings over in Australia. He had sixty plus players, um, and Jeff Trace unsurprisingly won that. Um, so that sounded like a really amazing time. You know, I don't know if you listened to Direct Misfire, but they they did a Direct Misfire after dark both evenings, having been heavily drinking. I think during the day, bless them, very very funny podcasts. So that was really fun as well. So and very short. They're there, Pat, to Liam up short. We should invite them on. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, and and uh, and Walt, friend of friend of the pod, uh, was also there. So for his what? second ever tournament. Yeah, yeah, very exciting stuff. Yeah. Brilliant, Steve. Super. Well, that's really exciting. Anything we haven't talked about? Anything, you know, what can you fill us in on from the from the weekend that we haven't touched on already? Oh, wow. We we were in the um, one of the rooms in, in Mantic, right, doing the tournament room, and there's a cabinet in the corner of it of miniatures there photographing for marketing. And there were some really interesting miniatures in there they haven't publicised yet, let me tell you, that uh, I can't talk about. But, uh, I love the way you say let me tell you and then let me I can't talk not, about it I let cannot me tell you. not tell you about the miniatures that I might have accidentally seen in a cabinet in the corner uh, at Mantic uh, but they looked very cool exciting stuff mm. four, four Kings of War or four other games that may have been mentioned this is Rob Fanoff from the Counter Church Podcast and you're listening to the Mantic Universe Podcast well, I tell you what, I did. They were for other games that I'm not interested in, obviously. But I did see um, Ricky was from Mantic very kindly gave up his weekend to kind of look after us, and um, he was um, putting putting together some of the new resin miniatures for the next Kings of War updating updated army, where they've taken some of the old metal miniatures and made them resin, and they look really nice. And he had a bunch of epic warpath figures as well, which he was kind of cleaning up that looked really cool. So there's, there's lots of exciting things happening at Mantic, I tell you what. Really exciting, yeah. So, I mean, the, the Halo license seems like a really big deal, and The Walking Dead coming back was a really cool game, and I think it'll hopefully get a load of people who are not necessarily tabletop fans in, you know, already, you know. I'm super excited for Halo. I really like Halo as a game. Massive fan of Halo. Me too. You, do you think you're actually going to spend money on it, though, Steve? Is it, oh, is probably, that, and then I'll never play it. Because I don't have time to play Kings of War, so why would how would I possibly find time to play another game? But I'll, this, I'll probably spend this on is it. something I must admit. This is something I have been thinking of recently. Is I already have enough fantastic <laughs> games that I already feel guilty and never get around to playing Armada. So yes, but um, inevitably I will, you know, see them and go, whoa! I need that in my life. And uh, it doesn't occur, as you know, Steve. It doesn't occur to me till later that okay, I already have too many games. But there you go. That's the that's the addiction, isn't it? Yeah, that's how it works. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Fantastic. And what's your Steve? What what have you got coming up on the on the horizon for Kings of War? What have I got coming up? So we've got we've got a, t- uh, a tournament um, near where I live, um, which uh, y- uh, your friend Scott is running, uh, Palette of War. Um, oh, my friend as well. It's not it's not just your friend. <laughs> 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 um, so his first tournament he's running, uh, which is called. Ban- but, but, but books and ban- banter banter or something war is it's it something like that isn't it yeah yeah, yeah. banter burton box and books, books and, and banter yeah one. so um so um i'm excited for that and i'm i'm be feverishly working away on my kingdoms of men but i have warned him there may be some undercoated miniatures just glued to bases at that 
because uh, I haven't even painted the bases yet. I'm, I'm struggling for time because I keep going and doing things like streaming from Masters for a whole weekend. Um, so working on that, that's exciting. And then after that, what's happening? Well, oh, and then I'm going to, and then I'm going, I've, I, on a very foolish whim, booked tickets to go to Vanguard in, um, in um, America, which is Mike Atkins's tournament. Very exciting. Fredericksburg. So that's very exciting going to, to go to America um, and see a load of wonderful people that I know there. Um, and some people I don't know. And then after that, what's happening? And then in May, I think is the next one I've got, uh, which is another local tournament, uh, which Dave Barfield is running. Dave, who is otherwise known as Iron Skull Gaming, is running a little tournament at uh, a venue very, very close to my house, which is very cool. So yeah, so um, a couple of lo- local tournaments, basically, local one, two local tournaments, and one very, very not local tournament is, is what's going on. But that's really exciting, though, isn't it? To be honest, it just just have a couple of local tournaments that you haven't had to organise yourself. That's ex- that's great, no? And it's the reason I'm not organising any tours. I used to run um, local tournaments as well as Clash of Kings, and the reason I'm not is because there's other guys doing them, so I don't really need to anymore. So that's a uh, a weight off my shoulder. Is Birmingham Bull Run, is it no longer a thing or is somebody taking it off your hands? Or No, I'm so, and um, because we've got this Burton tournament and Dave's running these ones at, um, at Borden Brum, which is um, a little uh, venue in, Wals- in in Dudley, Walsall, Dudley, Walsall. Um, I'm, I'm stepping down Bull Run until until maybe the region needs another tournament. I don't know, because it's just, I've, I, I do a lot of organising and I would rather, if I'm, if I'm helping run Masters and doing Clash of Kings, and doing bull run as well. When am I going to play in a tournament myself? Yeah, quite right. Not to mention, you know, see your family and all the rest of it. Yeah, I uh, don't worry about that. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's mainly I, I, I want to roll dice myself rather than watch other people roll dice for a weekend, I suppose. And um, bull run's really good, and people really, really like it, which is great. Um, but there's other tournaments, and I, you know, I feel if you have a tournament that's very successful and very popular, people will choose to go to that one rather than a newer tournament. And so it, it's 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 probably the right thing to do to give them space to run their tournaments. Um, and, and basically Scott's tournament is basically bull run anyway, because it's all using my terrain anyway. So <laughs> it's basically the same. It's just that there isn't a comedy cow character in it. That's, and his prizes are much better. He's got like really nice prizes. So Amazing. Fantastic. Good. Super. Great, Steve. Thank you so much for joining me. I think we can probably wrap it up there, but uh, that was very interesting. Yeah, well, it's very late. Uh, Chris, is, Chris has very nobly stayed up till nearly midnight to have this chat because I was I was travelling after Masters and I've, I've driven a, a huge amount of distance and um, he's nobly stayed up. And uh, just before this podcast started, I could I could hear his wife going, don't stay up too late in the background, which uh, <laughs> I thought was great in England. That was well. an uncanny impression. Fantastic. <laughs> uncanny. I, I, I would like to apologise wholeheartedly to your wife for that impression. I and mean, She sounded far more feminine and uh, delightful than I've made her seem. But um... well, I, I, I think you're, you're selling yourself short there, Steve, to be honest. <laughs> Do you think I sounded feminine delightful? Thanks, buddy. Delightful. Mm. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> we might edit this bit out. <laughs> Yay! Leave it in. Leave it in. I'd leave it in. Yeah. yeah Brilliant. Yeah. Super thanks. I'm going to press the stop recording button. Thanks, Steve. Okay. <laughs>
very very interesting mm. and, and steve what do you think in terms of kings of war you know we're well into sort of third edition or 3.5 or whatever you want to call it do you, do you think the the game and the tactics were evolving over the edition Ooh, great. i think so I, it, it's it's shifted somewhat um it's a little more complex than than it's than it's been previously so we There's played more auras and things like that i think aren't yeah there? auras and and those kind of elements i think that adds a, a sort of really fun or synergies let's say listening in sorry did i drop out then you dropped out yeah um so i think um <clears throat> i'll start that question again do you want to ask me again and we'll tell fred uh sorry I, I think i'll edit this one quickly uh tomorrow it's okay. fine um <clears throat> edit it out go ask the question again 